Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. We were always discussing how can can we turn web free just as friendly as people use it without even realizing and benefit from it mostly because uh, it's a really powerful technology. But today it's still really hard for for people to use. So uh, yeah, we also try to to make it as simple as possible. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hello, everybody. I'm Ulvia Giafferle, a data scientist in Italy. Although I'm living in Rome originally, I am from Azerbaijan. While thinking about how long it took for me to be a tech woman in the technology world, I felt the responsibility and desire to help other women as much as I can. Therefore, I developed the TechDevop platform to support others who want to achieve in technology. Because I believe women have ability to do great things. For us, sharing, helping, developing as one is the most important value. What I would like to emphasize is just do not afraid to fail, do not limit yourself with little success. Think bigger, learn, fail, repeat, experience, and reach the inaccessible. No matter how hard the challenge is, go for it. If not now, then when? Welcome to the Women in Tech podcast celebrating women in tech from around the world. What is going on? How's everyone feeling? This is Felice Lazay, and I am a producer, singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur, founder of my content production company, Sweet Spot Sounds, and director of community and artist relations at Burble, a Web3 entertainment studio. I am guest hosting for my very good friend, Esprit Devora, and I am so excited to be here with you today chatting with Flavia Macedo all the way from Rio de Janeiro. She is the community manager at Common Ground, a Web3 company building the all-in-one communication platform solution for DAOs and communities. I am so passionate about Web3, so I am super, super excited to be able to share these stories of women in tech who are building with Web3 technologies. And I'm so honored to be able to guest host on this podcast. So let's get into it. Flavia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me for this invitation. I'm I'm really excited for our talk today. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, yes. Well, I'm just I'm excited for several reasons. I'm very passionate about the Web3 space. I am a director of community myself for another platform. So uh, when I heard you speaking on Twitter spaces and uh, the the project you're involved with is very interesting and I'm very curious about it. So I'm I'm excited to kind of explore this with you on the podcast today and also just hear about your story and how you started and how you got here because you it seems like you started off not 
in the typical way that you would get into um, the world of tech. Why don't we just start off with you just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you started from, is it pharmacy? <laughs> you started as a pharmacist and now you are a community manager for a Web3 platform, yeah. <laughs> Common Ground. Yeah, totally not traditional, like my trajectory. So uh, I'm from Rio, Brazil. And um, yeah, I went to pharmacy school, but during during college, uh, I realized it was not connected to uh, to the goals. And during I went for a program like um, entrepreneurship program. It's called uh, Junior Enterprise Movement, where uh, students can kind of run uh, a company that is only only kind of organized by students and professors. They help out, but it's mainly student volunteering and running uh, a company trying to, to make uh, money and uh, do service and stuff. So I, I really joined this space after I had my daughter. So I had uh, my, my daughter was also kind of a huge part in this process because I had my daughter and I realized, oh my God, what I'm doing with my life, I really need to support another another person, another human being. And I started thinking more kind of professionally and not only as like a student mindset. And then I joined this program and it was the first time that I got in contact with people talking about their dreams, talking about purpose, talking about legacy, what is it that you want to do to, to the world. And and then I realized, yeah, what was it that I want to do? And all these reflections and being able to think big and and this kind of mindset allowed me to realize that I was not really happy with the pharma uh, pharmaceutical industry. I was not really seeing myself as a pharmacist. I kind of joined because I, I, I liked the, the, the subjects. I like chemistry and stuff, but I couldn't see myself professionally doing that. And then I started screenwriting, <laughs> which is also kind of crazy part of it but but then I started screenwriting and and I tune in into my creative side and one of these uh, narratives that I imagine one of the scenarios I've envisioned was a futuristic scenario and and I started talking about uh, stuff like open source and collective intelligence artificial intelligence and and then I realized that oh that there's a curiosity there and I started following this curiosity and went in uh, and I went to events about it, alternative economies. And then it led me to meeting people in the space that said, yeah, uh, why don't you work with us? And you can go deep into your curiosity. And, and then I started knowing more about the space and, and I'm here. Wow, that's a that's a really uh, different journey towards you know a, a, a career in tech. I love how you said that you followed your curiosity, and I think a lot of times we get caught up in our everyday life and forget about following our intuition and curiosity. So, how much did your intuition and um, help you as you followed your curiosity? Because I'm sure that was, you know, you had your daughter and you have to support her. And, you know, a career in pharmaceutical in the in the pharmaceutical industry is probably very stable. Uh, so how did you how did you kind of utilize your intuition to help you follow your curiosity? 
Oh, great question. This is a really uh, important topic for me because I'm always trying to tune in into my intuition. And funny enough, like I had this, it was kind of huge challenge, kind of changing careers because I was really not happy with, uh, with the path that I was in. I, I felt like, yeah, there's something missing. I could do so much more when I started thinking about what is it? What is my gift to the world? What, what can I put my, uh, my potential in the, in the best way possible to serve uh, society and my community? And, and to, 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 to type it, uh, to step into this, this person, this position, I had to let go of a bunch of stuff. And I have to pass like a really kind of tough time where my family actually kind of supported me through this process of kind of understanding myself and shifting uh, careers. And I really, back at the time, I really had this feeling and the securities, am I going to find it? Am I going to find a job that uh, provides me financially, but also is aligned with my goals and visions and what I really want to do? So I had this doubts in my heart, like while I was going through this tough time, but my intuition kept saying, yeah, you, you're going to find it if you wait long enough and you keep believing in yourself and what you want to do and you keep putting the effort and follow uh, your dreams, you're eventually going to find it. And, and that happened. So I oftentimes I've been working in this space like for three years now. And oftentimes I like to remember what it was to be in this doubt and not sure of if I'm going to find it or not. So, so I can really appreciate and celebrate and be grateful for what I have now. And yeah, totally, it was totally important to just, just stick into my intuition and believe in myself and that it's possible that it's other, that are other people in the space that will be able to support me. And yeah, I found those people and I'm really, every day I'm kind of, uh, grateful for, for them. Yeah. For fighting them. And you mentioned that your family was really supportive. I think that that's a really important thing to talk about. Uh, how your you said that your family supported you during the transition into this new career. How did you approach that? Was your family always very supportive? Did you have to go and ask for help? Because I think that's sometimes the hardest part uh, for people in general, let alone uh, someone who's switching careers or trying to do something more creative in general it's difficult to ask for help you know and that's so important i think some of the most successful people are good at knowing when to ask for that extra support whether it be emotionally uh, financially whatever it is that you need so uh how did that how did that happen is that always something that you had with your family how did you approach that ask for support yeah, actually, it was more kind of organically. I never had this conversation. Yeah, I need you to support me through this transition. What happened is that I, throughout my kind of college, after I had my, I had my kid, uh, my family was supporting me from that. So, uh, so then I graduated, and and they, I haven't, I haven't talked to them directly. I'm not pursuing that. But I was pursuing other stuff in parallel, and they never really kind of pushed put me in the wall and and demand me for like a yeah you need to get a job right away. They kind of allowed me this space for me to do stuff, and I believe that they saw that I was doing something. I was not like uh, sit around doing nothing. I was volunteering. I was kind of creating an NGO in the meantime, 
So I was doing stuff. I was moving around. And I think that they saw that I was uh, doing something and they kind of supported, supported me through it. And uh, But yeah, I'm really fortunate for, for having this space to really kind of grow and experiment and see where where is it that I want to do. So yeah, we never really had that conversation. That I never, I was never required to 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 touch this topic, but I took advantage of this space that I had and support that I had to follow uh, what I really wanted to do. Good for you. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, no, but there's even whether you have support naturally like that or not, um, sometimes even when it's there, people don't know how to take advantage of that opportunity. And that's good that you took advantage of that opportunity to explore and really find out what you were passionate about. Um, So how did that passion lead you to Common Ground? And can you tell us a little bit more about Common Ground? I'm really excited to learn more about it because I was I was telling you before we got on um, on this session that I really want to learn more about what you're doing with Common Ground um, because I'm very passionate, like I said, about Web3 and the technology and what it can do for creatives and how it's going to just really change the world. So what is Common Ground about? So everyone knows what is Common Ground. And then what are you doing as the um, the head of community in that um, space? Yeah. Yeah. So on the, on the topic before about, I totally agree with you that sometimes we have the support and we don't really know how to benefit from it. And during my transition, the most kind of challenging uh, time was really myself uh, like my inner thoughts and I was thinking, yeah, this is how people, how society would judge me for not having everything figured out and for not really pursuing something really quick and being super fast. So my inner thoughts and how society would, would think me was the main thing kind of pushing pushing me down and, and having me guessing, second guessing myself. So I think a lot of people might, might enter this space of uh, putting themselves the pressure of doing stuff and not really allow them, even though they have support and that they have room for this. Sometimes we we, we tune in t- into this mindset that what other people might think of me. So I have to do this and that to to apply into a societal role and stuff like that. And if if someone is into this, I totally don't like to say, yeah, just take your time, breathe in, uh, and and really. Uh, yeah, enjoy the people supporting you so you can so you can have room to grow and be the best version of yourself. Um, so and how I got to cover ground. So actually I my first job in tech uh, is a social currency project here in Rio. This was the kind of the first community that kind of supported me into working with tech. And through this work with community and during if real uh, early this year, I get to know one of Common Ground founders and we started talking about uh, web free and we had like this amazing conversation and we were really excited about like the topic, how, how web free could and DAOs could really change how we work and the projects that we do and how we support each other as, as, a, as communities. And then he, he said, yeah, let's, let's work together. And, and then my, my kind of journey started. So Common Ground is a web-free messaging platform. Uh, roughly speaking, it's a web-free Discord. So it looks a little like Discord, but we are, we are doing more. So Common Ground is a public good. 
So instead of this web two companies that you are there creating content for them and not really being financially rewarded for this or having any say or ownership of the platform, Common Ground is built as a public good. So uh, we have like token distribution and we are in the process of uh, drafting how the DAO is going to work and how the token will be distributed between its members. So everybody uh, has a say in a shared ownership of what Common Ground is and what we are going towards. So uh, it's Web3 Native. We really focus on creating a space that we can have trust and community. So besides a Web3 features like token gating, uh, DID support. We really, we're really talking about how can we build trust, trust scores that we can really be in a digital space and interact with people in a way that we say, yeah, I, I can trust this person. I can really collaborate deeply with them and build something together. And yeah, so we are a message platform, collaboration platform, and we are into those web free space talking about collaboration. How can we build products, uh, communities, and really benefit each other. I love that you mentioned ownership because I think that's something that's really important in Web3 and what the real power is behind these blockchain technologies is that there's, I think we're going to see that these huge conglomerate, you know, social platforms are going to start not being as relevant as having ownership over, over your own relationship with your audience. And so that's what's really interested me about Common Ground is that you're bringing the tool set uh, to a creator or a company to create a relationship with the audience that is not owned by some other platform. It's owned by the user. Um, so how, and I, and I read um, that there's going to be a rollout where eventually you'll be able to, um, the users themselves will be able to own their platform in a sense. How does that work and what's the plan for that? Like as you guys keep developing this platform? Yeah, so basically we are, we are in the DAO space. So we are in, we have a milestones for decentralization. Right now we are still kind of a core team, still a little centralized, making decisions and having this conversation. But as more people join and come around and take ownership and participate in the discussions, we are, even though I said we are centralized, we are really uh, kind of open for people that are interested to join. And we are I'm actually here to invite more people to participate and this discussion and build common ground with us. But as we as we mature around this and uh, define how it's gonna go, we are setting the DAO and having the token distribution. So we are drafting uh, a, a trust score and batch system where people, based on their participation and the platform, like how they interact, if they uh, if they uh, participating in chat discussions, voice voice chats depending on the level of contribution and how much content they're creating inside the platform, they will kind of have more tokens, more common ground tokens. And with these tokens, they can participate in the governance of the platform and propose new things, new features. And the token, um, like 7% of the token will be distributed to, to people and, and 
members inside the community. And as as the game they took, they can participate in governance and propose uh, propose new things or propose uh, have a shared budget and say like what they want to do with that and side come around. And they and they're also a token that is kind of financial that is not really tied to governance, but only uh, a token that for investors and people that want to trade and buy it and support common ground. Uh, so we have like this two tokens, that's the plan. So I'm just saying what we have been discussing. So we don't have like it on paper yet because we are really building the platform and inviting people to this discussion as well. But the idea is that we can have one token for investors and for people willing to, support and buy the common ground token and also kind of trade it uh, as kind of financial support and also a governance token based on participation and really for people really have the sense of share ownership and so this is so people can really also say what they want common ground to, to become. So let's back up a few steps because I something that's really important I think uh, in building this uh, Web3 infrastructure is, I think, mass adoption and making sure that the general public starts learning what the benefits are of Web3 and why it matters and why it's going to be something that you're going to end up using in the future and not even realize that you're using, just like we use Web2 now and people don't even realize there was Web1 to Web2 sometimes. So um, define DAO so that our listeners who don't know what a DAO is, D-A-O, <laughs> um, explain what a DAO is so people understand what it is and what's important about it and how it, Common Ground is building um, within that infrastructure. Sure. So DAO is stand for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. So basically it's a cooperative, like a group of people aligned together with like a shared goal. But the the way that the DAO works, like the governance, the voting, the decision making, it it works on on chain. So we have like blockchain technology registering the decisions and the protocols based on like a contract written. So I I'll just give an example. Uh, you can have a token. Uh, and distribute the tokens among the members of the DAO and people that have. Uh, more tokens have more voting power. So you can have a proposal saying, for instance, I would just use Kamara as, a, as an example. Uh, uh, we can have a proposal saying, yeah, I want to uh, allow Common Ground to, uh, uh, to have like a community or a feature that I want like screen share on Common Ground and, and use it for have, a, I don't know, a music concert or something like that. I want to do that. You have a idea for what you want to do inside Common Ground, something that is not there yet. So you can write a proposal and you can gather people uh, around this, say, yeah, and, and get supporters for your proposal. People that also have tokens. And people can vote, say, yeah, so this is a nice use of the budget that we have. And I would like to have that too. So you vote yes for the proposal. And depending on the amount of the people saying yes or no, the proposal is uh, can pass and you're able to do what you're decided to do. So basically, DAOs is a way that people can organize themselves in, in a way that you can have mass participations and mass of people sharing decision making. So instead of only a few, few people deciding what to do with it, 
and benefit financially from it, you can distribute this and allow tons of people to participate in decision making and say, yeah, this is this is nice. I want I want to do that. I will propose something. I will get supporters, and I'm going to do it. So so you have this really ownership of that thing. You can really uh, change things, propose things, have discussions on where it's going to go. You cannot really uh, in, have this level of interaction with web two companies like Twitter or or Discord or or ever. You don't. You're you're there to consume, even though you're really the most important part of it. Like common people, that's the benefit we get from this platform, uh, being able to connect with like-minded peers and have interesting discussions. Even though we are the main product, we don't have any ownership or voting power or decision-making power. Yeah, and Web3 changed that. So DAOs allows people to, to really participate in a more meaningful way. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Like, I'm one of those people that loves when I see, find a platform or some tech or um, an app that I really like, and I there's features and things that I want to see in it. You know, a lot of times there, it's just send a suggestion and then maybe somebody will hear it. <laughs> but that's really that's really cool that there's a way now um, to create a collective, basically, where um, something's being built by a community, really, truly being built by a community. Um, that's, that's really cool. So w- in your capacity with Common Ground, how, what is your vision and what, what is your approach to building community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So we talk, yeah, just today we were really talking about this, how to create safe space for community building and really give people the sense of, oh yeah, this is a place that that I can I can trust, that I'm that I'm welcomed, that I'm heard, that yeah, uh, my my opinions are relevant, that I really can find uh like-minded friends and have fun. Uh, exactly. So it's really, I think it's really nice to be able to talk about social experiments. So in the DAO space today, we have tons of issues. So yeah, I think you, uh, we can get into them later. But one of the things, like one of the reasons that Common Ground exists is because web-free communities mostly use Discord these days. And there's and, and there's a lot of scam and uh and spam in the space and a lot of people really lose money and really are it's, it's a harmful environment so you you have like if you're new to the space uh, i'm just warning people now for instance if you're new to the space and you join a DAO uh in the discord maybe someone will send you up like a direct message a private message saying hey you just want some tokens congratulations uh, and yeah you you really need to hush and and participate and click here to get something and and a lot of people just just uh, that are not used to this can can go there and click it and then they are hacked they lose their money and a lot of bad things happens i almost it's so funny because recently i almost i was almost scammed as well like someone in telegram uh, send me a message with they had the same profile picture the same name of uh, a girl I recently met here in Rio was in the space and she was like hey Flavia 
yeah, how are you doing? And then I started talking to her like uh, like <laughs> it was actually her uh, sharing kind of personal stuff and hey, yeah, how was how was the party and stuff like that, just vibing with her. And then she said, yeah, it was okay. Um, and then she asked, oh, can you help me out? Like I uh, I have a, I'm having a, a problem with my wallet. So, so can you send me some, some if so I can send it out to a friend that is, that is needing it. I can pay you later and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, we recently met. <laughs> you're really, you are, you're already asking me for money, but as she was super nice and we were talking, I was really into the vibe of being supportive and I was, yeah, okay. I can help you out. How much is that? And she has got, I believe like $300. And I, I uh, luckily, yeah, luckily I did not have that amount uh, on my wallet. So I told, yeah, I don't have it. So yeah. And, and then she was like, oh, but you can buy it. And then as it was kind of getting more complicated, I was kind of, I had the time to process and think, oh, maybe it's not her. And then I messaged on another platform and she said, no, it's a scam and stuff. And oh my God, if I had that money, like if it was kind of a, a smaller amount and I, I had it. I could easily kind of just transfer it to her. I even asked the the wallet address that so I could send it to her. But luckily, it was kind of more complicated, and I had the time to think through and realize, oh, maybe that that's not her. So even people that are in the space can get scammed. So uh, it's really kind of harmful environment if you're new, and it's it's. Yeah, it's not cool. And we are trying to build something that is completely free of this bots and schemes and and really allow people to uh to really type type in this supportive, trustful mode that what I was in, like really vibing, connecting. So uh yeah, we have our CTO has all this kind of security concerns, and we have also features like uh DID, which is the for centralized identity, uh, which is a way to prove that you are actually human. So we have this inside common ground can be verified as a human, and you can interact with the person. Say, yeah, this is actual human. And if some, if you do something that is uh, uh, not within the community rules, you can be banned, and you are gonna be banned because uh, we have uh, like your facial sort of recognition hash you don't have anything we don't um we don't storage anything from you but uh, use artificial intelligence to create kind of a signature that we, we register just signature saying yeah this person is a unique human and and every time you join that computer face in you will be uh recognized with the signature so we can ban your facial signature let's say and and if you do something wrong, you cannot do it again, depending on what is it that you did wrong. But we have like all we think of all these security measures, so we can really create this safe space for people to interact and enjoy web free. Uh, but regarding community building, we are also talking uh, and thinking about public spaces and public squares because for now every project has its own community and they kind of siloed. But we're really uh, thinking of building more public space where you can you can easily connect to people that have shared uh, same interests and then participate in the discussions that you're interested in, and and also like kind of create a space that 
other communities can be created, other space can be created. So we're kind of a more nurturing space for people just to hang and have fun and talk about what they do want to talk and meet people with uh, same goals and interests. So, um, and it, for me, it's really fun to be able to think about how to do that and just, just brainstorm on how to create more human digital spaces. Cause, uh, cause sometimes it can get really, um, yeah, crazy online. And yeah, so it's fun for me to brainstorm and thinking what is the future of digital spaces? How can we foster collaboration in a meaningful way that, yeah, a lot of beautiful things can uh, blossom here. No, I, I think that's great that you're, that you're addressing the safety issues because that's, that can become a real barrier to encouraging connection when people are afraid of their safety, like financially. I mean, this is not just a problem in Web3. And, and you know, I, I always, I like to say, and as I guest host this podcast and, and do episodes with uh, women in the Web3 space, I'll probably say this again. It's eventually all just going to be the web. And it's also just going to be the world because the web and IRL is all going to blend into each other. That's what's really exciting about all of these new technologies that are emerging. But the scary thing is the safety factor. Because even like on Instagram, I've had so many friends that got caught up in scams and lost their Instagram accounts. And so it happens all over the place. And I think that's where creating your own platforms and not depending on larger platforms to dictate your relationship with your audience or your community creates uh, a, a le- less less safety issues because you can actually decide what those safety parameters are. So that's that's really cool. Is it now when you're building when you're building in common ground, if if you know I was to start building a DAO, like I'm an artist, um, I'm a singer songwriter. So if I was going to build a community around my music with common ground, does it have to be a DAO um, to start off? Or could you build just a platform, a messaging platform for your community? you utilizing the the common ground uh infrastructure no yeah you don't you don't don't have to be a DAO at all uh although we are gonna kind of support you to do so if you want like we're uh we have voting mechanisms we're planning on having lots also kind of token uh creation studio so if you want to create a token and share a token with your uh with the audience we are gonna support all these web free tools but you don't have to uh, be a DAO at all. You can just uh, jump in there, create a community inside of Common Ground. So you have, if you create a community, you have access, uh, you can create text for now, text and voice channels. That That's what we're supporting for now. But yeah, in the future, yeah, we totally want to support kind of more kind of features like video and screen sharing and stuff like that. For now, you can create a voice and text channels and uh and with this you can interact with your community you can we also have a blogging feature so if you if you write you can use uh blogging and site common ground to bring traction to your community so readers of your blog can easily jump in the text chat and interact with you and participate and interact with each other and have this sense of community around uh 
the blogging and the content you're creating. And so, so no, you don't have to be a DAO. Uh, we are just in this space really to support people to feel like, yeah, they're using web free without even knowing what web three is. So this is also one of our goals. And we were always discussing how can, can we turn web free just as friendly as people uh, use it without even realizing and benefit from it mostly because uh, it's a really powerful technology, but today it's still really hard for for people to use. So uh, yeah, we also try to to make it as simple as possible. I'm okay. I have a few questions, uh, follow up questions for that. One, um, how are you, and are you even thinking about this? I would think building community is also about making it more digestible, right? For the for the audience and users of your platform. How are you working on creating um, education for the community you're building to understand how to utilize this technology? Because that's what I find is the hardest part about building in a new space with new emerging technologies is that the general public doesn't really understand. Like, let's just break down tokenization real quick so that people know. Because <laughs> when when we when you and I are talking about tokenization, we get it. Tokenization really, I f- think, is one of the most powerful um, aspects of blockchain technology. And everybody gets really like, starts rolling their eyes about NFTs. But really, NFTs as we know it right now is not really the true power of um the blockchain and tokenization. It's really where we can start utilizing tokens as utility. Um, and I always tell people like, for example, if you have a credit card in the future, your credit card will be tokenized. It will have an NFT attached to it. And that doesn't mean it has a little pretty picture next to it. It means that all the transactions will be um, recorded transparently on the blockchain in a way that will allow for uh, rede- redemption of prizes, of perks, of you know all kinds of different things, and you know you won't log into your email with a password, um, which you could forget and which is could be you know which can get hacked. Instead, you'll log in with a token that will unlock your email or unlock your online banking. So there's so much utility to uh, token, the tokenization um, aspect of blockchain technology. So when you're talking about this to potential users of your platform um, and building community with your users of, of the Common Ground platform, how are you, what are you doing to try to make it digestible? Like, how are you approaching that? Because I mean, I would love to know. I'm always, I always want to learn more about how to, how to help uh, the community understand and the general public community, not just the eight, uh, Web3 native users. I, we, we need the people who don't know about Web3 to come in and you use the technology. So how do you do that? How do you how are you approaching that? Yeah, totally. Uh, so we uh, we have. So this is so, super interesting because uh, we recently were in DAFCON uh, in Bogota and we went on this uh, integration uh, which means kind of onboarding an uh, English event that the aim of the event was to bring people from Web 2 into Web 3, really onboard people into Web 3. And we were there, part of the task force, supporting people. So we have to go through, yeah, create a wallet. What is wallet? Uh, allowing people to uh, 
if they wanted to like buy cryptocurrency, why should they do it? The power of cryptocurrency, also tokens, NFTs. And we were there also onboarding people into Common Ground. And we realized that some of the projects that were there, we were kind of the only ones that house that already have like mobile responsiveness that people could really use uh come around with their mobiles and we uh also wrote several articles educational articles that people could just go and sign come around and read and and get to know what what a wallet is and and it was super super nice to have this experience of just hosting an event sitting with people that are uh it was kind of college students that were there but it was super nice to, to see how people were, were eager. So they heard of the NFT, but they were not really, they did not know like the how it could be useful, how they could use it and kind of decide to come around, how they could create your own NFT. So a lot of these topics were uh, kind of were raised and, and we realized there's, there's things that mass media talks about crypto and web free space and most of them are not are negative. And how can we change this narrative and really show this is a powerful and, and useful technology that you have at, at your disposal now? And there's a lot of people willing to support you and to understanding this and using this for for yourself and your projects and your dreams and the things that you want to create. And it can benefit you as a creator. Uh, it can benefit you uh, in your career and really really having this conversation with people and building projects that change this uh, bad uh, bad view that people have of blockchain technology now. Uh, so, yeah, what we do, and we have some educational content inside Common Ground already as uh, using our blogging feature. We participate in, in real-life events, and we want to keep doing that. And, and yeah, but I think that there's a lot, lot else to do. So uh, it's nice to have this talk with you as well, because I'm thinking, yeah, we should do more in this area. We should keep our brands on and how can we bring more people into. I'm personally really interested in this as well, like uh, having like a, uh, like a space here locally where I live and real as, as a way to introduce DAO tooling for people that just uh, I have a kind of piece of land that is unproductive and I pass around it. I think, oh, we could be organized and do a community garden here. Uh, but we could do this using DAO technology. And how would people respond to that? Like having a shared budget and voting. Yeah, what we want to do with this with this money? Uh, who is participating here? Who is Who participates more, get to the voting powers? I'm just curious to see how normal people would react to this. How would they respond? How would they interact? Uh, interact? Because I really think that Web3 and DAO tooling brings the power for people to re-experience re politics. And because we in Brazil, we have this really crazy polit political scenario. And and I get so excited of just thinking about this. How how would they behave if we just present this tool for them uh yeah <laughs> i can get really <laughs> no that's so good you have me so excited because when you brought up the community garden that's such a great practical real world application of web3 technology and that's what people really need to see because it's like that kind of project where 
whenever a project like that comes about and it's supposed to be meant for community and it's not even meant maybe even for profit, it's meant for community building and, and building relationships and, and having a place for children to have, you know, activities to do after school and allowing retired people. Like there's so many, you know, elements to a project like that, but oftentimes, you know, money can end up getting in there and disrupting the the flow because maybe somebody did something shady or did some but if you have if you utilize these web3 technologies to make it transparent so all the transactions are transparent and nobody can do anything secretly and take you know money from a nonprofit or something like all of it is transparent that makes for the experience the community experience so much richer and it lets go of all the you know the the politics that don't even belong in a community project like that so please do that and please update me later on how that goes update us all later on how that goes because that is beautiful i i love that i love that so much um i think we kind of touched upon already the obstacles like as as far as web3 goes with bringing people in and things like that but what are some other obstacles that you've overcome in your own journey uh, you could share with especially another woman in tech who's starting out and facing obstacles or maybe they haven't faced any, but, you know, just to prepare them, what have you, what, what, what would be your advice? Um, and maybe even just from your, you know, some actual experience that you've had, um, facing obstacles. Yeah. So I think, uh, when I was thinking about it and, and I think the main obstacle, uh, like in, in my life was this transition, like this period that I was really uh, with no job, unemployed, with a kid, uh, still trying to figure out uh, what to do uh, as a career, as a profession. So this was kind of made uh, by far the the biggest obstacle that I that I went through. And uh, you mentioned about intuition before, but during this time, I was really into mindfulness practices and tuning into my spiritual side, and it gave me a lot of strength. I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I totally think people are free to touch in whatever spiritual practices they they feel uh, more enlightened and more yeah that really touches their soul and their being but but it really kind of helped me through this and i totally believe that by by doing that by just tuning to the vision what i believed and and mentalizing and having this kind of uh really practice to go inside and talk myself out of those negative thoughts and and really tuning yeah i believe it's possible and and trying to revision this as well kind of really helped me. So this, the two jobs opportunities that I had happened when it was really funny because both of them happened during events or, or networking. So I was basically talking to people, I had zero expectations or, or <laughs> of getting a job. Uh, but I was just opened and talking to people about things that I was curious about and really with this energy of, yeah, oh my God, this is so much what I want to do. I'm vibing so much with this. And then the opportunity came. So I totally think that sometimes we uh, we are not really mindful of our thoughts and our energy, how we are putting ourselves out there. 
Uh, and, and if you want something, I would say, uh, yeah, believe in yourself, practice, work on yourself mostly and, and be open because you never know where the opportunity might came. Um, I know my, that my, my story uh, is not kind of common because, uh, yeah, I, had, <laughs> I haven't had to, to send any CV or anything. Things just happened. But, but it's my, my story. It must be valid for some people. I don't know. Just sharing that what happened to me. And I totally think that being on these uh, spiritual practices and working on myself helped me achieve this and really being open when the opportunities came. A hundred percent. I'm right there with you. I meditate every day. And um, of course, whatever works for, for anyone out there, I... I 100% agree, though, that meditation and being mindful is so key. And I think what you tapped into there is the power of slowing down. And it's funny because in the tech world, things move really fast. We're in the age of distraction with all of the different gadgets and social media, and it's just very noisy. And so it's important to remember to slow down. Um, Otherwise, you won't be able to hear that intuitive voice and it sounds like you've been really good at listening to that intuitive voice yeah yeah totally (laughs) yeah I've been I spent some time really quiet and and also kind of thinking of this having these ideas of of projects and and how um and how technology and blockchain could really change people's lives so yeah, and I totally couldn't do it if I was following somebody else's track and doing what somebody else told me to do. So yeah, totally take a time to listen to yourself and and dream a little uh, about what is it that you want to do. And and I really believe that we are all kind of divine beings. We have like so much power within ourselves. If we just tune into that, yeah, the world could be uh, such a better place. And I totally hope that web free and DAOs and all these kind of communities and interesting projects that are popping everywhere can help other people uh, through this path of, yeah, just just do something that is meaningful for you uh, and that's something that you deeply believe in and makes you really excited and, and makes your eyes shine. If you do that, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> the world will be a better place and we are here to support you into it. We are here to allow you to to do that so yeah that's my hope for web free <laughs> your bravery is so um inspirational i think that it it takes bravery to be able to trust your intuition and to follow your curiosity a lot of people uh don't go down the the rabbit hole <laughs> of curiosity and uh there it can lead to so many things and yes sometimes it can be challenging and it sounds like you have enough trust though to be quiet and listen for the answers uh i i, I completely can relate to that that's beautiful what is next for you flavia so i i've as i mentioned i'm I'm really excited about this um, community garden project and uh, really bringing tech to my mom and my neighbors and uh, having land as a commons as like at first, because uh, here uh, where I live, we don't have like the sense of community. Everybody's kind of really into their own thing. 
I don't even interact with my neighbors. Um, so, so I'm really excited of doing this project and, and as a social experiment, um, and also all the things inside and, and I'm really, uh, grateful to ha have come around because this is space that I can share about this and build this and bring people in and have this conversation, uh, about social experiments and how we can use web free to, to really change how, how we are organizing ourselves as a community and stuff so i'm really excited to to build this and and do that um and yeah that's that's i think that's my kind of goal for now uh and i was thinking before uh when you invited me to this that i started thinking about my trajectory how how i i ended up here and i thought yeah maybe in the future i'll talk about as a founder saying talking about my project and all the experience and things that I learned from it. So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of my dream right now to be able to, to go through it and do it and get all the, the learnings and be able to say that, yeah, I, I did a, like a significant local change uh, in my community and, and now my mom is into Web3 as a community builder <laughs> as well. It supported a lot of people. And I'm also thinking about like, um, in common ground starting to have a space where people can talk about community building because it's something that I'm interested in and and we can use common ground to have these discussions and experiments as well so I just got chills when you said that I got chills when you said that you could see you're thinking about the future you kind of just were speaking some things into existence right there I see that for you too because that idea about the community garden really that brings tech into the real world and that's what we really need because at the end of the day we should use technology to create more connection not more separation and I think sometimes uh, in the past it has been that other way around where we're more separated because we're all on our phones and really we need to figure out how to turn turn that around. And that sounds like such a great project to do that. So I want to hear more about the community garden when you launch that. You have to let me know so we can talk more about it. <laughs> well, let's um, just kind of to wrap up our conversation. I want to hear a few things that um, have inspired you uh, that might inspire someone else, another another woman listening to this or, or gentlemen, you know, you never know, or they. Um, so I wanted to know what is your favorite book? So I really, I really like Sacred Economics from Charles Eisenstein. So Charles Eisenstein is in my uh, journey was kind of a really big influence. Um, there is kind of more like romance. It's kind of I really like the perfume from Patrick Siskind. It's not tech related. It's kind of now though, but I I don't know. It's kind of dark as well, but I I just love it. Um, yeah, my mom loves that too. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't read it, but but I but I now you're you're inspiring me. Maybe I need to read it. You know what? And I love that you mentioned that because you know what? Not every book has to be a a purpose of reading it for like information. Sometimes reading, not sometimes reading for inspiration is so important too. And so, yes, please mention your fictional books that you love. Why not? You know, the, that those the fiction is so inspirational. I've gotten so many ideas uh, in different areas from f fictional books and movies and things like that. So I'm glad you shared that. Um, what is your favorite podcast or video series? What and why? What, what's inspired you? Yeah. So 
truth be told, I'm not really uh, a podcaster. I yeah, I, I hear podcasts here and there. I totally gonna listen to Human and Tech now that we are related. But yeah, I've listened to some some podcasts here uh, in Brazil, non Ivi I don't know if it's in the Portuguese, it's hard. Uh, but there's the Defiant as well. That that is kind of good, yeah, for people in and in, to defy on every pretty good. Oh, very cool. Is it is it in Portuguese? No, no, it's in English. Oh, it's in English. It's a it's a Brazilian podcast, but in English. No, the Brazilian one is called No Inviabilize, which is in Portuguese. But there's also the Defiant mm-hmm. for people in Web Free that's curious. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, that's great. No, that's great. I think I think that it's it's really important to share those resources too, like we said, so more more people can understand. Um, what is your best resource for tech? Yeah. Pretty honestly, I, I spend some time. <laughs> spend some time in Twitter. Not, <laughs> not, uh, not glad about it. Uh, but, but yeah, it's kind of what I do. Uh, and and I, there's some people that I really kind of like following that are fun to follow, like Rich Decibels. Um, he's he talks a lot about community building and all different topics that are tech related, like self organ self-organizations, uh, self-organizing and centralized organizations. But there's also kind of some, the human part of it. And he has like a, a, a theory on community building that is super interesting and beautiful as well. So yeah, reach decibels, it's a Twitter. And there's also people that I, I recommend him. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm going to have to check him out. Um, what is your, and what's your hobby? What do you like to do? What inspires you? Um, I I like to to surf. I like to be in the water. Like surfing is my excuse just to be more time in the water. I really like, uh, yeah, just floating <laughs> dead and trying to catch some waves and do some exercise as well and being in tune with the nature and trying to figure out the waves and the timing and how I can play around uh, in it and and a lot and also fall <laughs> and we call here vaca is when you fall and wipeout. And and I love it. I love to feel the force of of the waters in my body. It just it's so yeah, revigorating just to realize I'm so tiny and nothing compared to the forces of nature in the universe. But at the same time, I am a force of nature as well. So yeah, I love uh, spending time in the water. Yes, you are a force of nature. I love that. And I wish I could surf. I I feel like this is the next thing I need to learn. I've been wanting to learn how to surf. So now you're inspiring me to take action on that sooner than later. Yeah, if ever in Rio, let's just schedule a surfing session. You're going to love it. Oh, yes, I've got I've got to. I've never been to Rio, so I'm going to have to visit you there one day. Um, where can everyone find you to connect with you online? Yes, yeah, so I am on Twitter, uh, Telegram, Common Ground, please. Let's <laughs> me just like Common Ground. So I'm uh, at Flavia Goma, G-O-M-A, almost everywhere. You can find me as Flavia Goma. And yeah, I'll be happy to connect. And uh, if you're interested and want to say some, some words and interest also in participating in the discussions and building 
the next generation of of a communication platform. Yeah, please join us. Let's have a chat conversation and build things together. We're really looking for people that are also enthusiastic about it. So yeah, I'll be happy to, to connect. Well, Flavia, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for sharing your journey. I know it will inspire so many. It inspired me. And I am thankful for this time to chat with you. Be a force of nature. I love it. (laughs) And to everyone listening, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. And say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter on Instagram, on Facebook, and say hi to me as well. I'm at Felice Lose on all the socials. We will see you in the next episode. And remember to take care of yourself and most importantly, love yourself. Have an amazing day. Hi, this is Flavia Macedo, Community Manager at Common Ground, an all-in-one web-free native coordination and messaging platform. I'm based in Rio, Brazil, and you are listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.